This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello again and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. All right. Lori, it's another mailbag. These are really our favorites, I think. I know, I mean, they're my I know. favorites. We get to answer yeah. questions directly. Um, I, I love this. Yeah. Thank you guys for writing in. Keep sending us um, questions, questions. Situations. Yeah. You know, sometimes we don't we don't get to everybody, but we do read everybody. We try to get back to you personally, and right now we're still able to, but it's coming in. Yeah. Strong. Yeah, I mean, so lots good. of people writing in. Keep sending us those. Yeah. We really appreciate them. We're going to try to do two today. The first one, okay, right, let's have it, is about ruthlessness. Yeah, I, I feel like this is one of your favorite subjects, so I'm excited <laughs> to hear. I'm excited to hear you talk okay, about this. Okay, okay. So on I'm one ready. podcast, you speak on vulnerability and ruthlessness. My wife and I are curious how should we respond to each other's ruthlessness. Okay, so I have this concept really from Dr. Michael Bader, and he wrote a book called Male Sexuality, which I could recommend. It's kind of a deep book, but it has some important concepts in it, I think, that are really helpful to me as a female sex therapist to think about men. And I think ruthlessness, though, is a mutual quality. And I want to read you something about what he says so that you can kind of understand where I'm coming from. Okay, when applied to sexual feelings, the concept of ruthlessness has a similar meaning. It refers to the fact that sexual excitement requires that we momentarily become selfish. So it's like it refers to the capacity to use another person without concern that the other person will feel used. 
Mm-hmm. It is normal and a necessary part of healthy sexual desire. And maybe it seems funny that we're advocating the use of another person, but within the context of a committed sexual relationship, we have to be free sometimes, right, to just want to be all about it, to mm-hmm. enter true sexual excitement. Is that is it the same as like kind of losing ourselves or yes. losing, being abandoned to the moment? Yeah, and not necessarily being conscious of giving the other person pleasure in that moment. I mean, contextually, mm-hmm. we want our partner to be pleased. Yeah. But there are some times that we have to get lost in it, like you said, mm-hmm. and, and go for it. it. It's funny that we're advocating ruthlessness because that that seems like you know most people need to be more sensitized to the other but i think there is a lot of guilt in sex that people have about going for it they're afraid of letting go and just being in it themselves and i think yeah. particularly men get afraid of that like yeah. to drive to go for it well, it's to, to fully unleash all the sexual energy you have on your partner. Oh my God! At that at that time, yeah, is can be very scary because what if it overwhelms them? Sure, yeah. if it overwhelms her particularly. Yeah, particularly. Yeah, yeah. Being able to and men are accused often of being selfish sexually, right? Or they're often say, accused of being ruthless sexually. Yeah, uh-huh, you know. True. And so, like to say to give men permission, permission. To that. Women too, I think though. I mean, women are taught to not be that way as well. They're absolutely taught not yeah, to be Yeah, I mean, ruthless. I think that's a cultural they're, kind of they're stigma They're taught to be that. giving in all things, really, you mm-hmm. know, to be about the other. And so to be about your own pleasure as a woman it, sexually is really difficult. Mm-hmm. You know? It seems to me to, to really hit on something that we talk about a lot of fully living into your sexual self, Mm -hmm. right? To being fully connected, to being a whole person, not just putting sex on the shelf that you, something that you pick up every now and then, but really connecting fully to your body and to your own pleasure and not being fearful of that. I don't think that's something that many people do. Mm -hmm. Is it? I mean, do you find that that's, I feel like that's a missing piece to a lot of people's sexual relationships. I think without this quality of ruthlessness, sex gets too flat. So, yeah, I think we are afraid of our going for it. We do put it on the shelf, but consequently, we don't have the raucous kind of experience that we could sometimes. Hmm. Is it a requirement for hot sex? I I think it is. I think absolutely it is. Yeah. I mean, you have to be able to let go in, in and of yourself. It's really the trust. I mean, this is within relationship that you believe your partner wants you to let go, mm-hmm. you know, to really get into it. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, of course, we want a partner who's about us and who's giving to us, but we also want a partner who gets off on it, right? <laughs> I mean, to, not to put too fine a point on it, but... No, yeah. I mean, I think it's when you enter into a couple relationship, you want sex to be hot. I mean, you want it to be as good as it possibly can be. Sometimes. But I, but I wonder about giving each other permission to to be ruthless, mm-hmm. right? Is that a requirement before you before you just go and you act ruthlessly in the bedroom, <laughs> like without talking without you know talking through that with your partner, or at least acknowledging? There it? you are again. Talk I, about I, it. Talk I, about I, it. I, yeah, Imagine I'm an advocate. I'm, Imagine I'm that. A talk therapist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, I, I I think this is what he's saying yeah. that our mailbag reader or writer in is saying that. You know, how are we supposed to experience this? How? And I think you're saying, you know, 
overtly saying, you know, the best thing for me is when you let go mm. is, I mean, yeah, it, it gives permission, right, for yeah. the person to be in the moment. Uh, I, do, I do hear that from men so much mm. that say the best thing for me is when she lets go. When she like enters it fully, yeah. I I don't hear as many women saying that, and I think partly it's they're fearful. You know, mm-hmm. like if he lets go, am I still connected to him, or am I just a body or something? But I mean, in some ways, being lost in the space of the sexual pleasure, he is deeply connected to you in that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, one of the things that I wonder if this couple is asking is when one partner is being ruthless, how does the other person respond sexually? Mm-hmm. Are they being are they each being ruthless at the same time? Is when one partner is being ruthless in sex, are they just receiving and going with it? Specifically during sex, how does one respond to their partner's ruthlessness? Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully with encouragement, right? Like, yeah. bring it. Okay. Bring it. Go for it, right? Yeah. I mean, we want some acceptance. Even if it's not verbal, it's just physiologically, physically matching them, Mm. you know, I mean, that would be exciting, I think. Yeah. In in theory, pleasurable for them as well. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, in maturity, I think we take pleasure in our partner's pleasure. Mm. You know, even if we're not sort of experiencing the same level of arousal, just the fact that our partner is super turned on, I mean, that should be a mental turn on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I do think there's a and I think we've been alluding to it. I don't know if we said it specifically, but there's a mutualness in in ruthlessness in a sexual relationship that is very valuable because it's not one partner being ruthless all the time and the other partner just receiving that. I think taking turns in that um, you don't have to, you know, count it up and keep a scorecard or anything. Hopefully not. But there but that where there is each one can be in tune with their needs and their sexual self. And that goes back and forth. There's give and take, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, it's not I mean, always one person or the or I mean, the it's other. sort of like that in our outer world, right? Mm-hmm. Not in our outer relationship, not just in the bedroom. Like, you know, maybe your partner's sick, and so they are sleeping all day long, and you're stuck going to work, taking care of the kids full time. There's mm-hmm. no relief. But you know, like, you want them to get better. You yeah. want them to do what they need to do to get better, and so you take care of things for them and knowing that essentially I can do that because they're going to take care of me and vice versa. The person who is selfish and says, I'm sick, I'm going to bed. It's like they trust that there's enough good feeling in the relationship that it's okay sometimes to be selfish. And I think it's the same way in bed. Yeah. Uh, you have to trust that your partner, there's a quality of relatedness between the two of you that occasional momentary kind of suspension mm-hmm. of that mutuality is good. Yeah. yeah. That's excellent. Okay. Good mailbag. We're okay. Gonna cut, thank we're, you, mailbag. We're coming back after the break with another yeah. question, right? Yes. We're getting okay. two, two in one. Two in one. Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with sex therapist Lori Watson and couples therapist Dr. Adam Matthews. Wanting Sex Again, How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. 
months. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy. Weekend couples intensives are also offered. Improve your sex and improve your relationship with Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Find out more at awakenloveandsex.com. Awaken what's possible. It is one of my great joys in life to be able to really help individuals and couples find strength in their relationships and really find hope again. Licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews from Matthews Counseling. I work with a wide variety of issues, including depression and anxiety, marital issues, issues with adolescence. I believe that therapy should be designed around you, that it should be personalized to who you are and to your unique situation. Therapy is available in office, online, and by phone. I want therapy to be comfortable for everyone. At our office, you'll find that we sit around a fireplace in deep, comfortable chairs, look at the problem differently, and offer practical solutions for you to take home and utilize outside of the therapy room. Schedule today and rediscover hope. You can find me on the web at matthewscounseling.net. Matthew's with one T. You can contact us through email or phone and find a lot of resources on our website, matthewscounseling.net. We are back with Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. And Adam, you've got another question from a listener. And what is this one about? Well, this one is about the ickiness of sex. Ooh, good one. Uh, sex is icky in some cases. Okay, what do they say? My distancer wife is making an obvious effort to meet me, the pursuer, halfway on the frequency of our sex. However, she is still very uncomfortable with the ickiness of sex in our genitals, and for me, it's hard not to internalize her feelings about my manhood. How can I, over time, inspire in her something that feels more like desire to me without being the tactless pursuer that you're always describing? Uh, so, first for- of all, I don't – hopefully I don't associate pursuers with as tactless because I actually identify as a pursuer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think we I do. I think you can be more sophisticated than we last, have talked right? about being tactful in the things that sure. you're descri- we're describing. So I think first off, kudos to him for thinking that way and yeah, making okay. sure that he's not being that he's not being tactless yeah. when, as he's pursuing. He's right. Mm-hmm. So what- look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do I even say other than hey. Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Would you? What would you say to him about the ickiness of sex? Ah, uh, women and icky and OCDness. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, don't so, get me started. You're so, <laughs> you're so hard. You're so hard on them with this. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean, I think there is a socialization, given that I am a woman. I mean, I remember, right? It's like, don't touch that, you'll get dirty. 
Mm. You know, there's just some don't don't get that on your dress, honey, you know, or or go wash your hands. I mean, there's just a lot of that. If you're a girl, I think boys are given in our culture mm. more permission to be dirty. You know, to get dirty, to be to have rough play that I mean, they're just not have to, they don't have to be as pristine. Mm. So I think that that's a beginning place. I think there's another beginning place just you know, mothers telling daughters, you know, honey, you're stinky, you're dirty, go take a bath. Or, and I don't think they say it the same way to boys. Uh, you know, it's like, honey, you, you know, you're sweaty, go take a shower. But it's it's not the same message yeah. that that her genitals are dirty. Yeah, that's the message that little girls get: stinky, dirty. And little boys, you know, they just are not given that same sort of message. Yeah, it's 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 funnier for their little boys or it's more humorous or it's just part of who they Much are. Much more acceptance. Yeah. You know, genital smells, you know, little boys farts and yeah. you know, <laughs> all that is just hilarious. Little girls, it's like shameful somehow yeah. or another. So I, I do think there's a gender socialization here that's going on and we need to be aware of that for how we raise our children, first of all. Yeah. But secondly, how do you get over it? Oh, my goodness. Well, I think one of the things you're, you're, you're advising him to do is to at least accept it as something that is not broken in her. Like yeah. It's not a— it's Or it's some, not individually broken. Yeah, individually broken. That's right. It's, it, there's, there's a lot of social things that went into that mm-hmm. that has led to her feeling that mm-hmm. way about sex. Yeah. As opposed to there being something wrong specifically with yeah. her. And, and for some women, I've said this over and over, you know, you can't be too clean. So, yeah, put the shower head in the shower and just say, encourage her. Like, honey, if you feel dirty or if she wants you squeaky clean too, you know, it takes 30 seconds to shower off mm-hmm. with a shower head in the master bathroom. And that's, that's a good thing. If that mm-hmm. frees her up mentally, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I always do say start in the shower, especially with oral sex with people that are freaked out about oral sex. You know, having it in the shower when there's water running and there's, you know, you can't taste anything, smell anything, and it's absolutely clean. That could be one way to start getting over this. So that's a that's water a play. Water play is good for people who are obsessive about clean. I would wonder too, I think one of the things I would wonder about is have they had a conversation about where for her that comes from, uh-huh. right? What are, what's the meaning for that for her that really kind of would increase his understanding about, well, why did, why did she use the term icky, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He put that in quotes, so I'm assuming that she that she may have used that term. But you know, it is funny though, Adam, that is like w- what women say all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and some guys, I had one guy who said it, you know, he like wanted her squeaky clean. But I mean- for women particularly, this sense of it's icky, I mean, is pervasive in mm. terms of how they describe it. Yeah. So do you think that there there's some individual component there, though, that like – Sure, to yes, un- To course. understand it besides just the socialization. No, of course. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, of course. And I think you're right in terms of can she make any association to why she feels that way? Mm. Um, to where to where pleasure got disconnected for her uh-huh. is what I'm thinking. Where did the where did the pleasure get disconnected? Because there was probably a time where sex was pleasurable. Maybe it was when she's super young and she doesn't remember it. But maybe there was a time where sex was pleasurable, and there were other mm-hmm. things that were going on, and it wasn't mm-hmm. so such a term such yeah. so icky. Maybe, yeah. you know, it was it was a little I, different. I, I do think you know women too 
they have more of a sense of smell, a greater sense of smell. So they smell genital odor or body odor in a way that a man really doesn't. I mean, mm-hmm. he, men tell me that women don't smell, you know, that they don't taste. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the sense of smell and taste for a man is really different than it is for a woman. I mean, I think one thing might be a request, like, what can we do about this? And and this is the way I go about solving these problems is I'm shaving off the pieces that I can to get to kind of a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the icky, you know, I, I'll ask really specific questions. Okay, what is icky? Well, the smell is icky. Okay, if you couldn't smell anything, would it still be icky? Well, the taste feels icky to me or the texture of semen or, um, you know, we really break down kind of what specifically is. And I think this is more difficult to do as a partner, but possible. You have to stay super Mm non-defensive, you know, because they're talking about your body and that can be offensive, right? And Mm -hmm. so if you can listen, I want you to tell me exactly what you're saying because then maybe there are workarounds right I mean maybe it's the shower maybe it's an Altoid in her mouth when she gives oral sex or maybe it's um, you know lotions and potions that have smells Mm. that you know mask the different textures and odor and and things that might be an objection to her Yeah. so I think and one of the things he's asking too is how does he inspire her to more desire and I, I even I wonder about the way that he's asking that question, and that's even if that's even the right way to ask that. Mm-hmm. If that's even possible, if he from his standpoint, if that's if that should be his concern or not. I guess I'm I'm hearing that he wants her to aspire to grow and develop mm. sexually. Yeah, and I I mean I think it goes back to Dr. Adams talking about it, like saying, you know, I know these things are problematic for you. But if we could find a way and explore a way to uh, mitigate the concerns, would you be willing to go for that? You know, and let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. What is it like for you? You know, how I mean, I I think that sometimes people believe that these places of inhibition are stopped places. I Mm -hmm. I am who I am, said Popeye. You know, I, I love it. People always are telling us in the room, I am who I am. I can't change. Mm. And it turns out we can change. I mean, that's what makes us human is we can change and we can grow and we can get better in bed. We can Mm. explore our sexuality in ways that are more comfortable. But I I think his issue is, you know, maybe she's stuck and she doesn't want that growth. And that's discouraging as a, you know, to the partnership. And I think he too he's he mentions that she is trying to meet him on the frequency thing. Clearly, and so really clearly. embracing that. I would just encourage him to really embrace that, be very positive about that step that she's taking. Exactly. Um, because if she doesn't feel validated in taking that step or she feels like it's not enough or not good enough for him, then then I think she's going to feel like, well, why, why should I do any more? Yeah. So I think in really I, embracing I, it, it would be good. Right. I think it's really hard as a pursuer to not get the, the the next level and then like suddenly your sights become higher. You know, you, you don't ever rest on the plateau for long enough that your partner feels like they're satisfying you. Mm-hmm. You know, but resting there, like you said, and expressing appreciation like this is really wonderful. Your ability to be with me more frequently 
makes me feel so loved. And, and don't set the bar any higher right now. You know, stay there for a period of time. Sex is for the long haul. You know, and Absolutely. so you, you got to like really, truly appreciate it. It's it's kind of like when your kid comes home with straight A's and you go, well, you know, or all A's and one B. It's like, well, what happened in history? Yeah, absolutely. You know? <laughs> absolutely. It's like, you know, hey, this is fantastic. Well, and it's really hard not to be a prisoner of the moment, too. Right. Mm-hmm. I like what you're saying about sex is for the long haul of having a long view about your sex life. It, mm-hmm. especially, long arc. Especially if she's taken this step, it means that your sex life can change and it can grow it's not stagnant, right? Right. And so being able to take have a hopeful position on where your sex life is. Mm-hmm. Like because she's ta- – it may not be everything you're wanting right now, but because she's taking steps and she's trying to meet you halfway, that means you can be hopeful about it. Absolutely. Right? And you can appreciate the appreciate what's going on. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I am a believer that the unconscious wants us to be whole. So there's mm-hmm. like a life force in us that moves us. So this, this part of her that is – worried about the icky or that I often see as a a tiny bit of OCD, you know, Mm. there's like too clean, whatever. You know, it's funny, but life will present itself in ways that can heal us. So maybe it's in the moment. Maybe you just stumble upon something that she's willing. I think that people who have difficulties don't hear their partner when they say, well, you know, this would work. You know, they're like, yeah, but I want it to work in every situation. That's the pursuer part. The part that, you know, then takes it too far. So it's like tiny steps, baby steps, win the day on this one. Good luck. Good luck to you. Thank you very much for writing in. And you are listening to our mailbag episode with Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. Thanks so much. Lori Watson and Dr. Adam Matthews. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. 